0: Right, anyway, should we get started, guys? Everyone ready? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Okay, it's episode 33, right? Guys? I think so. Yeah. Right, I'm just going to say that then. Um, hello, guys. Welcome to WWC, or Worldwide Chelsea Pod, episode number 33. It's me, Marvito CFC, the best host in the world the number one the greatest of all time and with me are some beautiful and incredible guests today uh, a non better than our resident indian hero arrow how are you doing today arrow he's on mute what a good maybe the non
1: here i am i'm
0: back how are you doing so, Arrow?
1: Yeah, i've been great i've been really really good it's friday i've got that friday feeling right now because i've been down the whole week and now i'm good i mean apart from when chelsea won 6-0 and hevers scored the hat-trick How's Mexico, bro? It's
0: wonderful, it's hot, and I didn't even remember it was Friday, if I'm being honest. <laughs> um, That's because
1: uh, you're not working anymore.
0: Yeah, I'm, no, no, I'm still working. I'm having to work a lot earlier, in fact.
1: Remote, yeah.
0: Uh... Yeah, I'm the remote king, my friend. Um, right, let's move on. So uh, we have, he's the joker in court, or the jester, but his opinions are no junk. Hello, Jared, how are you doing, my friend? Welcome from America
2: doing excellent how about you
0: uh yeah cannot complain the weather is good the food is wonderful life is a beautiful
2: thing that's awesome that's what we want to hear
0: (laughs) and our next guest mr analysis analysis not mr analyst it's matt j Ball. how are you doing today give me some numbers matt I'm not doing too
3: bad of living the student life, or at least the student life as much as you can in COVID, but yeah.
0: Yeah, that's student life, playing FIFA 20 hours a day, getting in the top 25 in Europe on FIFA 11. That's just me, I think.
3: I've got got so many
0: online lessons at the moment. Oh, how are they? I'm an online lesson teacher, my friend. But these people in these institutes, they can't do it properly, I think. They're they're not like you, Marv. Oh, thanks, mate. (laughs) Really nice. You're gonna get more talking time in this now, um, and my fine Oh no, Mike's not here, is he? That, that that was all of us, wasn't it? Okay, so let's get into it. Everyone ready? Oh, it's, good. it's like
4: that. <laughs> it's like, that. <laughs> it's
0: on, like on, that. Man,
4: Respect, man. respect the co-host of the co-host
0: of Respecto Patronum. It's my
2: close,
0: <laughs> my close brother from Slytherin. He hate... he has all the food takes, and I That's didn't right. forget it. He was just wearing his invisibility cloak. It's my guy, Kamal, Lump of CFC. How are you doing?
4: Oh, great, my friend. This is awesome to be on that episode where I'm not hosting. This is... I'm loving it. I'm loving it so far. So do your thing. I'm, I'm, I'm digging it.
0: Not hosting and apparently not even present. So good start. <laughs> exactly. We See, I told you we needed uh, a blooper reel when we record these episodes, and it's stuff like that that would make people laugh, I think. Right, let's get into it, guys. So we're going to start off with... Barnsley, 6-0. So, taking from that, no overreactions, but we're basically going to win the Champions League. Um, hail King, Mike <laughs> uh, Thoughts? Going to start with you, Matt. What are your thoughts on a 6-0 win?
3: Um, it's kind of what you expect to a point. I mean, Barnsley, they put up a better performance than I thought, and I think if it wasn't for some good saves from Willie, I don't think we, we could have been one 2 nil down before we scored. Uh, I think there was a lot of good performances some more average ones but I think it's a it's the best result you can have coming from Liverpool and the run we've got coming up now it would be perfect for Havertz to get on form, Werner to get some goals Silver and Chilwell to come back, Ziyech to come back so I'm loving it
0: You and me both, I'm loving it like the proverbial McDonald's meal of double quarter pounders times two I love a double quarter pounder at the moment. You and me both, my man. You and me both. Um, quick question there, because um, I mean, I think six nil. I mean, we played very well and well done to yeah, Caballero was fantastic. I think nine saves he made in that game. Um, you said some average performances, some great performances. Give me an example of one each. Uh,
3: I thought Kovacic was very average. I don't know whether that's because he didn't play the first game and he has looked a bit not sharp like he was last season, but that just may be because effectively at the moment, I know everyone's having the same, but we're all in pre-season mode still. So certain players are just not fully sharp at the moment. In terms of wonderful performance, well, you could reel it off. I think obviously the main man, Havertz, but I also think arguably could have been man the match also was Tammy Abraham was brilliant. Absolutely sensational.
0: I think that's a really good point you touch on because uh, Tammy, I think, is uh, in this game a perfect example of how you take a chance or opportunity when it is given to you. And I think he was absolutely fantastic. I mean, really, he created all three. You could say he created all the goals because that little dummy was fantastic, I think.
3: Yeah, it was world-class, if you could say
0: that. I'm just going to pass that over now to my man, Kamal. What were your kind of uh, takes from the game and who was kind of like your highest performer and worst performer?
4: Um, yeah, I mean, the general takes of the game is—I I, I know everyone's going to say we dominated and due to the scoreline, but if we're honest, I was uh, speaking to Satiq speak yesterday on the pod as well, and Caballero made way too many saves than he needed to. Um, no. You know, I tweet, i tweeted that if Kepa was in goal, we probably concede at least three or four of those. Um, but you know, general takes, yeah. I mean, we, we our attacking play was phenomenal. I, I can't remember how many chances we had, but we should have scored in reality, like almost ten goals. Know we, we missed some glorious chances, but my my best player for me was definitely Kai Havertz, not just because of the hat trick alone. Um, his link up play was phenomenal, his winning the ball back, his work rate it was all just world class. Um, two sorry, go ahead. No, continue. Continue. Uh, I can't really pinpoint who was the worst player. Um, that's that's a difficult one for me because I don't think any one player was that bad. Um, so I can't maybe maybe as P got beat a little bit. Um but he was also okay for me uh, so yeah i can't really pinpoint who was the worst player because you know even barkley got a goal and so barkley, maybe cho maybe cho there you go I have to, yeah cho probably i think trying we too hard
0: i definitely feel like we're failing to address the the below five out of ten elephant in the room here with with cho um i definitely i think barkley was one of the better players i mean he was constantly vibrant creating chances moves very good but thing is about Havertz getting the man of the match I mean he also should have had to uh, another extra a couple of assists with some of the chances we had with the early chance with show, also with Mounts one where he kind of fired wide what a performance it was from him.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely yeah, fantastic. Havertz at the 10 is where he needs to be nowhere else.
0: Absolutely agree with that and uh, um, that goes without saying so don't worry we won't discuss that probably today so I'm um, shifting over now to Arrow what about you what, what are your takes?
1: Like Matt said before, uh, an, emphatic, an emphatic victory was always expected against Barnsley. Like, no disrespect to them, but they are many levels below us, so it was always expected that we're going to put many past them. But, yeah, having six past them was really good. It felt nice. It felt nice for a change to score so many goals and not concede any. I mean, we did look very sloppy at the beginning of the game in the first half. And any other team that was in the Premier League would have scored if it was not Barnsley. So, yeah. I mean, it's hard to take negatives out of a 6-0 win, but if you want to dig into it, the defensive performances were a pretty lackluster. luster. I mean, Thiago Silva was really good for us. He showed us what we had been missing for quite a while now. Someone who can command. I mean, bar that sloppy. If you want to dig into uh, details from the match, I mean it's hard to find negatives from a 6-0 win, but we could find kind of negatives at the beginning of the performance where we lost the ball quite a few times, we were not able to thread passes together, we were always misplacing passes and they were looking like they are going to score. They were going to score against us if it were not for a great performance from Caballero, Barnsley just being generally shit in front of goal we would have been two nil down just at the beginning of the game and wow. Apart from those minor nickels. Yeah, there were lots of positive takes from it as well Because Hevers put in the match performance. He got his first career hat-trick and first three goals for us, which was great uh, Tammy was great. He showed what he could do when he given the chance and yeah, I think we should give him a chance, now that he, he's shown what he can do. And like I've been saying for a long time, Hebert's at camp, not on the wings, but right down the middle, in the hole, just behind the striker.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's a, a good point, right? We saw what he can do when he's playing in his actual position. I think even now that we should really consider, if, if you're playing him on the wing, it, that it should be punishable by some prison time. Because, you know, the way he played was, I mean, yeah, we can say it's Barnesley, but he scored a hat-trick and we won 6-0. Um, we saw Man United's game the other day. They scored, they needed a penalty to win their game. And we're playing against teams on a similar level, right? So we shouldn't ever overlook a big win. That's for, for absolute certain. Um, I'm just going to Didn't pass Man it
1: over. New- Sorry. Like 3-0 against Luton Town.
0: All late goal. All late goal. One penalty, one flink, and then, you know, it's over by then. So, you I'm know. surprised that
1: many got a penalty.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, but, you know, if we get one, we, we, we're going to miss. So, um, right, I'm going to pass that over to Jared. You're next, my friend. Uh, what were your takeaways from the Barnsley game?
2: Well, I think the one negative that everybody's missed so far is the lack of a number six in our team. Um, and that's why uh, Barnsley was on the front for- foot for the first time. 10-15 minutes because we don't have a sitting number six right. to protect the back line so right. again it comes back to the same thing is we have that open space in the midfield because yes. we don't have that number six so uh, bringing somebody in has got to be a big point until Gilmore gets back because uh, Conte doesn't sit, Kovacic doesn't sit So and your your option, only option there is Jorginho and when he's pressed, he gives the ball away easier than taking candy from a baby. Really, it just so uh, that is that is the negative. Is you continue to see the fact that there is no number six in this team. Uh, the positive being uh, Havers does show what he can do when he's in the middle of the pitch. Uh, I don't think he'll play Cam for us. I think he'll play the. Right attacking mid role, which will play more like a uh, a cam, but it's uh, you know Frank system has uh, one six and two eights. The right sided eight playing more like a ten, um, but you know if you want to get technical, it's more of a a right attacking mid or a right center mid. But uh, yeah, I think it was good to get uh, everybody uh, you know back on pace and. Uh, just hoping that uh, everybody else can get it healthy and up to game speed so we can move forward.
0: Absolutely. Could not agree more with everything you just said there. And I think the first thing that you said, I just want to come to that the last thing that you mentioned, which was uh, about the six. Uh, the first thing, sorry. Um, I've been saying this for the last one and a half seasons now that I'm not so sure. Even though I do think Christensen is, is not good enough to play in this club. We're seeing the same errors with all of the defenders, even experienced world-class ones like Thiago Silva. They still should have scored goals. And I think the same, like there's a huge discrepancy with midfield defending. I think we've got lots of small, not so physically good defensive, you know, defensively aware players in that midfield and it needs to be addressed it, in my opinion it was second or third on the list uh, this summer with a, a, sign, a signings we can't really complain about because we made a lot of great signings but I think it's a huge issue and another thing you said about the right attacking mid with uh, Havertz, so I agree if we look at some of his heat maps even for Leverkusen he seems to really favor that right side so I think that might be something that we see I do think that's a very good point there
2: Yeah, I, I think that uh because he's left-footed uh he likes to come in a little bit and uh, and, and really he is a two-footed player. I think the uh I think that uh w- the pass over to Cho was uh on his right foot. Uh the one in the very beginning of the game. So he is a two-footed player, but he but he does like that right channel. And uh I think that's going to be him and ZH uh, playing off each other. Oof. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be something else to see.
0: It's going to be fire. I'm looking forward to when it happens. I really am. So we've got to stay close to the top. And then when we get everyone together, I think it's going to be a melting pot of glory. So let's shift it over to the second question. Now, uh, a very kind of polarizing debate here. at The weekend, it's West Brom against our beloved Crystal Palace. And... What I mean by that is the red kit, the red kit, apparently we are going to wear it this weekend. Give me some opinions, what you think about the red kit. And I'm going to start with Jared this time. Cause you were last last time. What do you think about the red kit?
2: Uh, I think it needs to go away. I think it's horrible. <laughs> uh, it looks like some, some kids got together and spilled Kool-Aid on a shirt, on a white uh, shirt. And that's what you get. You know, it, it, I understand what Nike is trying to do, but, you know, we, we aren't, that co- color is salmon to me. And yeah. you're salmon in blue? Come on, it's got to go away.
0: <laughs> yeah, good point. Uh, what, what do you think, Harrow?
1: That is such a of sight to the eyes. That kit is horrendous. It looks so damn ugly. I mean, seriously, it's like Jessica said. It is salmon. It's not red and blue like Crystal Palace is. It's salmon, and it's not even a proper blue. It's kind of purple, so it looks like. Uh, have you guys seen a bottle of Born Vita Cadbury Born Vita to mix with milk? That purple and purple and orange bottle. It looks kind of like that, and I just don't get the fact that it's a Chelsea kid. Even those fluorescent green kits we had with Adidas, even they look more Chelsea than this.
2: I
0: actually had that. I had that fluorescent kit, but it wasn't so
1: nice. know um, it, anyway, was... it wasn't so nice. That's why I said that that was our low point in Definitely. case of kits. So, yeah, this is way worse than that.
0: Um, interesting point you say. Um, and I guess it's so frustrating that, you know, because of that, you got to it's either raining in India or you're frying up some food. I always hear this wonderful background noise, Arrow. It really adds. I think it
1: is raining outside right now. It has been raining since the evening.
0: It doesn't rain in India. Stop lying to me. Now I'm gonna... it,
1: is, it is raining right now. Come on, you don't know how big India is. It, you can't say it's not raining in India and then just classify a whole country into just one area.
0: I'm afraid it's my pod, so this is my... No, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to shift that over to Matt. Now, what do you think about the wonderful red and blue saw or beauty?
3: Oh, uh, well, it just makes me want to throw up, if I'm honest, <laughs> looking at it. But I actually think, knowing Chelsea, we're going to win something in it and it's going to become an iconic kit just because of all it is.
0: Like the Champions League.
3: I don't, I don't think we'll win the Champions League in it, but I can... You know, we're just going to play... We're going to play someone like Leicester in the Carabao Cup final and Leicester are going to wear blue, and we'll wear the horrible pink and blue kit. That just, ugh, the horrible kit. And then we'll win. Werner's probably going to score the winner, and then you're going to just see that kit plastered everywhere. Everyone's going to start buying it, because it's going to be one of them kits that you're never going to get again. And But it's horrible. It's absolutely it's disgusting.
1: You're not going to get those again for a good reason.
0: <laughs> In 10 years time, they're going to be impossible to find on classicfootyshirts.com for 90 quid or something like that, you can see. It. Um, okay, uh, I have to announce, poor old Kamal has had some technical issues, so he's not going to be joining us. So um, instead, you're going to be dealing with my voice impression of him, and I'm just going to say, well, I really like the shirt, it's uh, can to get better. Um, Right, so let's move on to the next point. We're talking about West Brom. That's our game at the weekend. Now, I'm going to start with you, Matt, because you went last. What are the key battles in this game? I mean, uh, the key points of the game, how do you see it? Uh, Well,
3: I think wide areas is going to be, again, the same old story of us. It's going to be the key battle, especially with Diagana going down that wing. He's going to be a trouble to whoever he plays on that side, James or Alonso. And I think, personally, I know he didn't have a gr- the best game against Barnsley, but we need wide players playing. We can't have Mount, Havertz on the right again, and Barkley, Ruben, whoever is in the middle. We need some, We need, we need Callum Harden-Odoi to play. Whether he's putting in a 5 out of 10, 6 out of 10, at least it's some width to our team, because... Even though it is West Brom, we're going to have the same problems and it wouldn't be surprised if we played no wingers again. It's a 0-0 nil, nil draw or a 1-0 loss. So I think, that...
0: Sorry, continue.
3: I think um, apart from that with the West Brom team, I don't really think there's many more key battles. I think midfield, we should be dominant. But again, it's a common situation that we keep losing the ball a lot. So that defensive midfield battle against their attacking... I think Pereira will probably do quite well as well in that area. So we've got to just watch him. But apart from that, I think the wide areas are going to be the th- key point to look at.
0: There's definitely, I, mean, I definitely agree with you on the point that I think we do need to start with a winger playing. Um, it really takes so much out of the team when we're not using wingers. And, and I do not want to see Harvats used out wide ever again. Uh, we use him in his position. And, and and yeah, that's the thing. If we've got a bad winger that's not playing well, I think in this at this point we have to play with, with the doy, sadly. Because um, so I don't think he's played very well. Um well actually for me I would probably play and sacrifice putting Werner slightly wider and have Tammy play because of the I think Tammy was so good in the game the other day that I think dropping him after that would probably not be so fair.
3: Yeah, I could see yeah, I, I could see that, but I don't know. I just don't like the idea of forcing Werner out permanently wide, either. Not
0: permanently, just for this game, I would say.
3: But even then, just for this game, I think... For, I know Werner likes to drift out into them areas, but I think him just permanently sticking to a left or right side, I just feel it's... You, you. don't With a striker, you don't... Be sure that with Rashford, you get stuck in the middle, stuck on the left, stuck on the right, and it just ruins strikers.
0: Yeah, and also his own career. But uh, no, I do agree. I think you're actually quite right there. That the fact if you take him out of the position, it might be detrimental. Uh, what is your point, Ara? I see you trying to chime in there, my friend. What are your thoughts?
1: My thoughts would be would have been to agree with you because even I want us to play Werner on the left wing because right now we don't have our starting wingers in both Pelese and Zish, and we've seen how well Kellen Hudson and I performed against Barnsley. So, Barnsley isn't really a benchmark. So, even if he couldn't even perform well against them, I would doubt that Lampard would be willing to bet uh, against West Brom, because we need to bounce back. This is an important game. We need to bounce back from that Liverpool loss, I guess we're just with three points, and we need to climb up that table. So, I'd be willing to stick Werner on the left-hand side, just for this game until Pulisic and Ziyech are both available and play Tammy as striker because he did play really well against Barnsley as striker. And if he were to play Havertz uh, at Cam, playing Tammy as a striker would be well for both of them because they did combine really well. As for West Brom's threats, yeah, that mainly comes up from their wings because against Everton, even though they lost poorly against them, both their wingers scored. Uh, both Pereira and Di, What was the other guy's name? The one on the left wing. Diagano, I think. Diaga- yeah, even Diagana and Matthias Pereira both scored against Everton, so we have to be wary about their wingers. I think we're going to start Chilwell against West Brom. It's going to be a first start for him, and I bet my card's for Schilwell to start against Pereira uh, instead of Alonso. Because I don't trust Alonso with anyone, any attacker on the wings. And oh,
0: Jared, sorry, continue. I was going to let Jared come in with you to discuss this point. Sorry, continue.
1: Yeah, I mean, he can come in. It's not a problem. Uh, I mean, is Gibbs on, though? Like, didn't he get a red card against Everton?
0: Yes, I believe so. Yeah, I think so.
1: I think he'll be suspended. So we could exploit that right-hand side. Uh, Who's going to come in in place of Gibbs?
0: I'm not even sure who plays as their backup uh, wing-back, but I can't (laughs) imagine someone
1: good. Exactly. So you can't imagine anyone better than Gibbs for West Brom right now. And Mm. Ivanovic won't be played on the left-hand side. I mean, they could shift Furlong to the left-hand side to shift Ivanovic on the right-back. But I think Ivanovic is going to play as a centre-back for them.
0: He's going to let it go in. He's Chelsea. Uh, and, Jared, what are, your, what are your thoughts on this, my friend?
2: It's kind of hard because I don't know if uh, Frank wants to start playing Werner uh, any place other than a striker. I did I did put out that I think that he'll play left wing with Tammy at striker and Mount at right wing, uh, and that would move uh, Havertz back uh, – into that right channel. And I think Jorginho will be the CDM, and I think Conte will play the left center mid, mid uh, slot. And I do think Alonso will start. If Alonzo doesn't start or is not in the team, that means that uh, the talks with Inter have uh, progressed to a point to where he'll be leaving the team.
0: Yeah, it's definitely an interesting one. And I'm going to put that to you for a discussion here. I mean, I think we've got some nice kind of line-up suggestions. But I'm going to give you the key question here between the three of you. How do we win this game?
1: First of all, we're going to have to drop Jorginho for this game if we were to win this.
3: I would agree as well. You can't play Jorginho.
1: And can't I think you can't, you can't play Kepper
3: either. Whether Mendy's fit or like, ready or not, you can't play Kepa.
1: Exactly. Kepa can't play. I mean, Mendy's not fit, like Lampard confirmed. Uh, Mendy just joined a couple of days ago, so he won't, He hasn't even play, trained with the squad yet and has had a very busy week. So uh, Mendy's out. He's not going to start. So it's going to be Caballero. He's more than proved himself against Barnsley. I always think he's underrated with the club anyway.
3: I think people give him too much slack because what he's thirty-eight, thirty-nine. But whenever he's coming, he's done the job. Not just about the
1: age; he just isn't consistent enough. I mean, he is good to slot in as a backup, but week in, week out, he does show strains.
3: Yeah, but I think when you come in, you come from not playing at all to suddenly playing every week. It's it's hard just to get keep that form, but. I think he does. I, mean, the job I think the same about Cho as
1: well, because Cho hasn't been getting the minutes he's required. So when he co- does come in and doesn't perform well, we're all like, "Yeah, he is not good for us. He has performed really poorly." But the guy hasn't even played for a long time. Yeah, I can I, mean, I, I
3: that. have the I have the same opinion with Cho anyway. I think he needs a run of consistent games rather than once every ten games. I don't but... think
1: he's going to get
0: that here. You know, I think that um, you know, he does, I think, the same as you guys. I think that um, he needs to be playing almost every week. And I just don't think at Chelsea he's going to get that luxury because we need to win. We cannot afford somebody dribbling the ball out of play every five minutes, right? And he, he could be a great, great player, I think. But at this stage, I think alone... And I, I know if we loan him, we've got no wingers and that it puts us in trouble. But I think for the long term, for him working for us, I think he needs to play a lot of games come back a better player. Uh, what do you guys think on that?
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, if he can't get into the starting lineup with both Pulisic and Ziyech out injured, I doubt he'll be getting a steady a steady string of games together. Apart from a few games and uh, a few cup games in the League Cup and the FA Cup, I don't think he's going to start for us week in week out because this was his chance now that both Ziyech and Pulisic were injured. But even now, he is now starting.
0: Yeah, very, very valid points there. And, I, uh, and, and Jared, uh, how do we win, my friend? How do we get it done?
2: Well, I think that uh, we need to start seeing some through balls between the lines, uh, some penetrating runs. Um, if Tiago is going to play, hopefully we get some, some uh, long balls over the top and uh, use our speed in Vernard whether he's playing striker or left wing, uh, to get in behind. And once, once you put that first goal through, they're going to have to open up because they need points as well. And once they start opening up, then uh, there's going to be a lot more spaces for Kai to move into. Uh, and with my lineup, you're going to have in Kante On his front foot. Pressing them into the ground. That's why you don't play him. Back as CDM. Because him going forward. Is what he's always done. He's always played in a pairing. uh, In the midfield. To where one person sits. And he goes out. And uh, just like they tell Hulk to do. In the Avengers. Go smash. That's, (laughs) that's, That's what he does. And. So, you're going to see some turnovers. I'm guessing there will be a penalty against West Brom in this game. I think the first two games, there's been a penalty against them.
0: We've had two, haven't we? Two out and two and two, I think. Yeah, the, last game. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. The, yeah, so uh, I think that uh, hopefully, even if Jorginho plays, Timo will start taking the penalties because, to me... He's a scorer. And just like, I don't know if, if you guys follow basketball, yeah. but if you have a shooter that's not is off a little bit, him getting to the free throw line and watching it go into the basket, it, it's the same thing with, with the striker. Once he sees the ball goes in back to the net, then he's like, okay, I remember how to do this now. And he can go on a run from there. So that's why I'd like to see him. Start taking all the penalties, plus he's a captain in, in my fantasy, premier, fantasy <laughs> league, so, uh, you know.
0: Well, it's not like having Dwight Howard at the free-throw line. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But no, good. I think that those are very valid points and we want Werner to stack pad a little bit too, right? Because he's had two brilliant performances and no goals and, and that's what, what will play on the mind. Whereas I think he probably was our best player in the, the two two games. Um, uh, Very good points from all three of you. Uh, hold the thought about the DMs. We will finish on that. But I just would like to ask you now, score predictions, and I'm going to start with Matt.
3: I think it it depends on... What Lampard chooses to do. If he chooses to play no wingers again, I see nil-nil honestly being the scoreline. If he does decide to play with some width, whether that's Cho or whether he wants to experiment with putting someone like Alonso or Everton or Everson out on the wing, I think you could see a two-three-nil scoreline. But you need that natural width.
0: Yeah, I mean you could put Everton on the wing, but they would definitely choke. No, good point. I, I do agree. I think the whip thing it is an issue. But nil nil, bro. Come on, we need to. Where's the positive score prediction? Well, as
3: it's, it's, you look at the other games, we had the same issue. I mean, Brighton, yes, was one penalty. Um, obviously, Liverpool, we didn't score at all, um, and the other goals, Reese James was. I know it was a good goal, but it wasn't. It was out of nothing. Yeah, And then, I can't remember what the... F- what was the first goal against Brighton again? Penalty. Oh, it was the penalty, yeah. So, it, to open the scoring, I just I just don't think... I don't see how we can do it with Mount, Havertz on the right, and then whoever in Cam.
2: Yeah, I just I mean, think
3: we no- need to... We, we need to... Especially a team like West Brom. They've lost the first two games. They're probably... Think it? They'll probably think Slaven Bilic is going to think right. We need to sit back a little bit, and he's going to look at the fact that we've got no wingers. And he thinks, if he can just keep that middle completely blocked, we're not getting through, and it's going to be a much more easier game for him. So I mean,
0: it's definitely a concern I had, especially. I mean, I say I wasn't extremely pleased with the way they played at Brighton, and again, I think all three goals had a sense of fortune. I mean, even the third goal with Zuma took that deflection. Uh, And we didn't really look like scoring, did we? So that is a concern. I think we do do need that width. It's a valid point. And uh, your score prediction, Arrow.
1: I'm a bit more positive than Matthew here. So I will go with a 4-1 win for us. Oh, boom. I'm overly optimistic about it. Who's scoring? Um... It's hard to pinpoint who scores because we don't even know who's starting, but yeah. I think Werner is a safe bet to say. I mean, he's not safe yet, because he hasn't even scored for us. I say this every single game that he's gonna score, he's gonna score, and he hasn't scored yet. So, it, this pressure's on me as well. Uh, but, yeah. I think sure. this game is gonna be more open than the past few games, uh, apart from Barnley one, the Barnsley one. So, the first game, we looked... Uh, a bit choppy, because we just looked like we hadn't played for a long time, which was actually true. We hadn't played for quite a few games, and most of the players don't even know, like, what run each of them is going to make, how each of them play. The, the chemistry hasn't built up yet, and we saw against Parsley the chemistry building up mid-game. At the beginning, we looked a bit clueless at the beginning, because we were misplacing a lot of passes. But then we started building up the chemistry between Havertz and Mount, and Havertz and Tammy Abraham. And it was positive. of And like I'm predicting, Chilwell will start on the left back. So Chilwell can provide crosses into the box because he did one for Giroud, which was scored. First game, first assist. That was a nice positive as well. We did talk about, everyone's talking about Havertz, but yeah, Chilwell made his debut as well. And it was great. He did provide an assist. And the news... uh,
0: Sorry, continue. Yeah, go on. I was just going to say the news coming up is that actually he is able to start uh, tomorrow, Chilwell, also. Yeah, yeah.
1: Lampard said in press conference that Chilwell is uh, is available to start as well as Thiago Silva. Uh, About Thiago Silva, he said that he did play 60 minutes in the previous game and he is ready. He's quite fit right now. And so is Chilwell. So I am expecting both of them to start. And I'm also expecting Werner on the left wing and Tammy as a striker. So I would love to see Tammy laying off balls like he did against Parsley for both Werner on the left side and Havers as well. That would be nice to see.
0: Seems like a really good uh, way and a lovely 4-1 prediction. Now that's the positive power we need. How about you, Jared? What is your score prediction, my friend? Give it to me straight. I got a
2: little stick. Uh, last week, when I predicted a 4-2 Liverpool win, Ooh. I was correct that we did lose by two goals. Uh, so, I I was debating between 3-0 and 4-1, but since I think that Frank is still going to start Kepa and go, I'll go 4-2 with a Chelsea win.
0: Yes, that's a positive. So, we know it's going to happen, and I'm going with a 3-1 win. Um, I do see Werner scoring, I see Harvard scoring, and I see maybe Mount getting one. But I do see us occasionally getting troubled. I I see us getting an early goal in this one. So, uh, right, before we close out this wonderful pod, um, just hold the thoughts what we said about the DM situation. Um, I'm just going to start with Matt here, because I know you are not a big um, supporter of making so many signings in one window. Um, What do we do with this whole... DM situation. How do we resolve it, and do we resolve it now, or do we play with that with the problem still intact? Um, well, I think
3: unless you sell a Georginio or Kante, a Rice is not coming this window. There is no way, whether financial fair play is relaxed or not due to Corona, I, Chelsea are not going to go and spend eighty million, or even I don't even think they'll spend fifty million on Rice this window without selling one of Jorginho or Kante I think you could go for someone like a Samare or a cheaper option but I think if Rice is Lampard's man it's worth the wait there is going it's going to be we're going to be at the point where we're going to have struggle all season if we're going to have to play we're going to just have to play Kante the likes Gilmore Kovacic or maybe we're going to have to play a 4231 and just use the pivot for now um because we just you can't i don't I just don't think financially we can do it and I don't think it's worth getting any old cheaper option to just to fit in for a couple of seasons and then like l- look what we did with Bakayoko we don't want another Bakayoko at the club
0: maybe he could have been okay with time
3: yeah but I think you don't want to destroy another player's confidence at Chelsea like that.
0: Very true, very true. Um, What about you, Jared? I mean, what do you see us doing here? What should we do?
2: Well, I think we are going to bring in Rice uh, for a couple of reasons. One, Inter look like they're going to sell, um, oh good Lord, now his name has escaped my mind, uh, or centre-back. Skriniar. Sprint Yard to uh, Tottenham so I would ex- at least expect them to come in for Alonzo I think that is their target now instead of uh, Emerson and which is fine with me I'd rather keep Emerson than Alonzo uh, I Ooh. just think he's got no pace and we're not going to play with wing backs. and he's only good as a wing back. he's not good as a left back so to me I'd let I'd let Alonso go before uh Emerson. And plus Alonso's getting older, so if you don't sell him now, then you're gonna have uh a less sell on value than than uh every year he stays. So I would let him go now. Interesting. Um, also there's still reports that uh Conte wants Conte. So again with that uh with a with, if they do sell, sell Skriniar, and they're able to move Perisic, Perisic, Perisic on, then uh, maybe he, they do come in with eight, £80 million pound for, for Kante.
0: I can't see Kante leaving at this stage. Um, but no, a good, uh, a pretty good uh, analysis there, I must be, although I would definitely be favouring Alonso over Emerson. Uh, for me, Emerson cannot defend at all. I mean, he played well in the game the other day, but... He gets beaten just by someone cutting on the inside, and I, I don't even think that happens with the longs. Uh, I think we might still play wing-backs. So I think that there is still the potential to go 3 5 two in some games. I do think that still could happen, but you are right about the age and sell-on value, I think, as well. There's other names that got thrown around. I think it was Zakaria, something like this, guy from Germany in the German League. Uh, from but, yeah. Gladbach. That's the one. Yeah, De- Dennis Zakaria, wasn't it? And um, I'm just going to see what Arrow thinks. What, what do you think there um, what the DM situation? What should we do? We've got one saying Rice is coming in and we get one saying that Rice is not coming in. What, what is your opinion here, my
1: friend? Uh, the situation right now as it's progressing, at the beginning I thought that Rice is more of a next season reality. I didn't expect Rice to come in this summer along with so many others that have already come in. Because we've already signed seven players. There's got to be some kind of record, right? Signing seven players it'll in be, one it'll... window. Not, ah, not gonna... even counting Mbuyamba. So, ideally, it was looking like we're not going to get rice this season. But, as the rumor suggests that Jorginho is going out. So, if we can sell him, I mean, it's a less of, uh, of a probability that we're going to sell him directly. It's more likely going to be a loan move with an option to buy or an obligation to buy. Because in the current situation, not many teams have the money to buy players right now. Especially players like Jorginho who's going to cost somewhere around £50 million. Pounds. And, and he's not someone like a world-class player that everyone would like to splurge their cash on. So it'd be hard to move on Jorginho right now. But if we do manage to get anything for him, a decent amount of uh, loan fees, maybe, along with offloading his fees and maybe selling one of Emerson and Alonso. I mean, I do prefer Alonso to stay in place of Emerson because Emerson hasn't really showed us uh, what he can do for us. And I haven't been impressed by him, apart from those first few games last season. He hasn't really showed us anything. Alonso, on the other hand, he can be a really good utility player. He can slot in easily when we're playing three at the back. And like Lampard does like to change his tactics quite a lot according to teams he's facing. So if he does someday feel like he wants to start three at the back, Alonso can come in handy. And if in some case all of our strikers get injured, we can always use him for the goals.
0: Yeah, I think these are very, very good points all around. Um, I would be pro bringing rice. I think w- we do need to address this, but again, yeah, I think we, we will be relying on sales and I think this isn't a time to make good sales. So I do I do see quite a few players going on loan. Um, and,
1: and not going to check here, but for, as for sales, I don't think, yeah, like Jessica said, uh, Conte is interested in Conte. I don't think Conte is going to get sold by us. Me neither. Lampard reiterated in His press conference before the Liverpool game that Conte is going to be key to our squad this season. He is hes our... uh, I won't say the only world-class player right now, but one of the biggest players we have right now. And we do need him. He is required. Uh, Also on the whole double-favorite thing where one has to uh, hold the ball, hold the position, and the other uh, runs off with the ball... (laughs) I don't think we just have to sit on our laurels and expect Lampard to sign a proper DM in place of Jorginho. I mean, even with Kovacic and Conte, uh, what we could do is—I mean, it's all down to training. The, what kind of tactics we use? We can't just can't just expect a player to sit and the other to run off. And can't go on like this if we don't train in the tactics. We don't do it in the training ground. So we have to put it in ourselves that if Kovacic, if we play a DM of uh, a double pivot of Kovacic and Conte, that when one of them runs off, the other has to hold his position. So that has got to be implemented during training and in the matches. So that's the thing. If, even if we don't get Rice, we could try this as a contingency plan.
0: I think that's a good point, and I think all of you have made some really great points here. It's been quite an analytical episode, and I think, you know, we, sometimes we've got to go onto the, the mobile phone, click on the Nationwide or Barclays because we need to find a balance. And, uh, no, I've got to say, it's been absolutely fascinating having you all on for this great pod this week or this weekend that is upcoming. I hope the listeners have enjoyed it. I just want to say thank you to Jared, my friend. Great Glad to be you-
2: here. Thank you.
0: Wonderful having you on all the time, my friend. Great having you on as well, Arrow.
1: Great to be here again, and it was great to be with you again, Marv.
0: I've missed you too, my friend, a lot. And my man Matt, it's been great having you on as well, providing us with that analytical mayhem. Thank you very much, my friend.
3: Yeah, it's been great having been, uh, it's been great being on again. I think one more point just to quickly add. Yes, yeah. yeah, go ahead. If West Ham get relegated, which I think they will, that rice price slashes in half. So I think that's another reason to wait 12 months.
0: Definitely a potential option there. And I think, yeah, I do agree. I do think they would be candidates for relegation. They've got a pretty average manager, a big gap in the squad. The feeling is not so good there at the moment. So I do. uh, Yeah. And they've lost their first two games. So all signs are pointing that way. So I do agree with you there. And before we close out the wonderful episode, what's everyone having for dinner today?
1: Well, no, I mean, it's 12.40 a.m. right now. I've already had dinner a long time ago.
0: Well, sorry for being in a different time zone, guys. You
1: go yeah, on you and have, have your dinner tacos With burritos. <laughs>
0: yeah. I guess only Jared. What, what are you going to have for dinner before we close out the episode, Jared?
2: Well, for lunch, I'm going to have uh, chicken nachos, and for dinner, I'm having a ribeye.
0: Oh, that sounds beautiful. (laughs) And on that note, we're going to think of the wonderful Prime episode that we've had today. I hope you all enjoy it. This is Worldwide Chels. I'll see you all soon. Have a wonderful
1: weekend. Don't forget to check out our articles on the Worldwide Chels. Ah, forget it. Just cut it off. (laughs) No, no, no. <laughs> okay, so
0: let, give me the app again quickly for worldwide chess for all the articles and, and analysis and all of that other stuff. What is the
1: app? World of the WWC pod articles? There we go. We almost got there.
0: <laughs> Have a wonderful weekend, guys. Catch you later.